Hello guys, so today I'm gonna talk about something that I really, really enjoyed uh, which is my trip to Edinburgh and you know there's always a small paranormal story at the end so buckle up because this is going to be a long one so I went to Edinburgh with my boyfriend in January of 2018 I've thought about going on a trip ever since my cousin who was living in England at the time went to Edinburgh once and told me like you have to go girl and I guess she just knew me because I loved Scotland and I loved Edinburgh so but let me tell you something some things about Scotland and why I loved it so much well I think I just fell in love with the country though I really do I love the country I love the city I love the people I think literally that if someone told me you have to live there for the next few years I would gladly accept it because you know Scottish people are just very very nice so but yeah I've always loved to travel though even though you know getting in the plane kind of makes me a bit sick to my stomach but lately I've been better uh, and by lately I mean about two years ago because of Covid and other stuff and I haven't traveled since I went to Poland about in 2019 I think and um, that's literally what I've missed the most it's actually going out and traveling through the world or, or at least through Europe um, but yeah you know, traveling without the risk or being scared that you're gonna get some annoying, highly fatal virus, you know, that would, you know, suck. At that time, we booked our flights and we were so excited to begin this travel and it was like the first time we were going on a trip, so it was like a, a double excitement. And when the day of the travel came, we got to the airport about three hours beforehand, but, you know, I'm very anxious and I prefer to be early than late. Um, so yeah, I just I just hate to, to think that I was going to be late and then lose the flight or something. So I just prefer to like get on time and just, you know, wander around the airport for a little bit longer than you're supposed to. But fuck it, I don't care. Um, so yeah... Um, when we got there, uh, it was like a, a late night, um, flight, because it's cheaper, and, yeah, it's, it's much better in the night, and Portugal and England have the same, um, the same hours, so it's fine, and, yeah, we got there at night, and we went from the airport to our Airbnb by Uber and the man who drive us was like super nice he told us a lot of things that we could do around town as well like um, some tours he told us that there was like a, a free tour um, that took you to the highlands and we we're just like excited and, and stupidly like happy about it because it was a free ride um, but yeah, we had to book it and everything, and it was so fucking cool. Anyway, so we got to, like, um, 
Sophie's Lord. Oh, by the way, he was obviously a five-star driver. <laughs> it was very, very nice. Um, we got to the house. The house was near Leith, I think. Which, you know, it was a, like a lot colder, like outside. It was January, so it's it's just it was just awful. Um, but you know, I think Portugal doesn't have that, but in other countries they do, and especially like if if you live on um, um, England or uh, maybe Iceland or Norway or something, I bet they all do have this. It's like warm houses and warm everything. We don't. We really don't. We don't have those. Um, like when you go to a bathroom and you open the the water, turn on the water, and the water comes out warm. And for me it was like a shock because I was like, what? Do I have to pay for this? I'm, I'm kidding. But I thought about it. I really did. Because it was amazing. Um, yeah, that was like one of the main things why I loved Scotland. I know that maybe you just have to pay a lot to have that, those things, but you know, if everyone has it, it can't be that expensive. I don't know, I'm talking out of my ass anyway. So, uh, it was Sophie's lot that we stayed in and it was amazing. We had a great view, like really great view to Arthur's seat that was like a mountain in the middle of the city which was amazing um, but she so we got to the house and we we just had the room the other the other like the rest of the house was shared with Sophie that was the owner but she just told us that she went to go and stay with her mother so we had some privacy so it was literally just amazing we had the house for ourselves uh, throughout the whole week and it was she was just really a sweetheart um, I think the first day we went to visit the castle uh, yeah which was obviously super fun I think I bought a, a small flask of whiskey we went to to just you know wander around the, the city uh, searching for for places to eat um, I tried haggis. I don't eat meat now, but I tried haggis at that time. It's uh, it's it's something. It's definitely something. I will not eat it again, even if I didn't even eat meat again, because honestly, that's just. There's people who like it, and I support it, and I'm fine with it, but it's. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. I just had to say it. I'm sorry. Okay, moving on. I'm getting a lot out of topic. Um, so, yeah, we got to the castle. I bought a small flask of uh, whiskey, which I still have the small flask, not the whiskey inside it. <laughs> um, that was literally all the, what that we had planned. The, the castle and, like, go around town. The rest of the days we always had things to do and just were like things that came our way which was amazing we learned about the the tours from the driver which was awesome and we booked the tour and the next day we had to wake up at like 
uh, 7am or something it was really early and we got to the bus all of these tours, all of the tours that we went to were completely free it's just like insane, it's amazing um, so yeah, the company that of the tour to the islands was called the Harry Koo which I think you all know what it is but I'll still explain it the Harry Koo it's a cow a very known Scottish cow that has fur and is it's adorable I love Scotland I'm sorry anyway moving on so we went to the Highlands uh, we saw the William Wallace monument we saw some snow we saw some mountains um, we went to, and this part, this part right here just got me right in the feels because my favorite show is Outlander and boy oh boy, when he said we are going to the castle Leoch, I was just, you gotta be kidding me, this was not in my plans, like legit, I loved Scotland even like before Outlander, but I was watching Outlander while I went to Scotland and I I didn't realize that there was like things that we can we could visit of the show and we went to visit one thing of the show that's literally where where the first season is and honestly I was just like fangirling so much and the bus driver had like a thick accent and it was amazing. It got like the uh he put on the um, the Outlander theme, and I fucking freaked. I'm sorry, I, f I fucking freaked. Um, it was just, you know, the best moment of my life right there. And yeah, we got to see the castle, and I was just fangirling um, all around the castle, really. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just had just an amazing, amazing time. In the Highlands, I think um, we there we then like stopped at um, at a town. It's a really small town, really really small town called Kalander. I'm sorry if I say I'm saying this wrong. I probably am, but yeah, it's called Kalander, and oh man, it just had such an amazing view of like a snowy mountain with a lot of green and nature around us and but still like those old monuments it was just like a dream honestly i think it was at that time that i fell in love with scotland like i like stopped took a deep breath and i was just like okay fuck it i love this country so fucking much and um we stopped there to eat uh lunch and my, me and my boyfriend had the obviously classic fish and chips with a can of Edinburgh, which is, you know, Scotland, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, uh, I think the best part of that journey was like the snow, of course, and feeding the hairy cows um, carrots. That was just amazing. Uh, then we just got home, we were tired, we ate, we ate some dinner, um, we always did this like to, 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 you know, to not spend a lot of money, we 
we had always lunch somewhere in the city or in this case near the highlands or and you know the dinner was always uh, at home we went to Tesco bought our things and we did dinner at home and I think breakfast was always at home too to just you know to, don't spend a lot of money I don't think Edinburgh or Scotland is like a an expensive country I never thought that where were when why oh my god when I was there I never thought that I think that was like very very the same very very likely like to, to Portugal it's it's like the same thing just probably a little bit higher but yeah it's not an expensive country I don't think so probably another person will think that but I don't personally I don't think so I think it's a very uh, reasonable and Edinburgh it's not the capital it's, it's Glasgow but still it had like I mean I loved uh, Edinburgh probably next time I'm in Scotland I'm gonna visit Glasgow I wasn't there sadly or Inverness because Outlander and um, I mean, I named my cat Sky as the islands of Scotland named Sky, so I have to visit that as well. Uh, well, long story long. What the fuck? Long story short, I really, really want to visit the whole Scotland that there is to see. I think I just saw like a quarter or something, or not even that. But still, there's so much more that I want to see. And the next days, I got off topic, the next days we went around Edinburgh and we went to other like tours, we went on a ghost tour, mind you this is all free, at the end you pay whatever you want, if you think the tour sucked you give like a, or you give nothing or you give like something like very very cheap. We both gave about uh, £20. Uh, to the uh, the Harry Koo tour around the islands because it was amazing and uh, I think we gave that to every every single one of the tours guides because it was they were, they were all so good at what they did so everything was great we went on, the, on that ghost tour and uh, the woman uh, our guide told us like a bunch of ghost scary stories around like uh, Edinburgh but it was dark it was like so much more cooler and we went to the cemetery and she told us some fun facts I mean if you want me to to tell these stories these fun facts just let me know and because I have a lot that will probably like fill uh, an episode or two so we'll see moving on there was um another tour that we went it was really good we saw like the uh the grave that has the uh the um tom riddle i think and um honestly it was super cool uh the to actually see the um the Voldemort stone tombstone i think i think we can we can call it that i guess and 
yeah, it was like like so so good. Just like a few days of like completely just amazement, like all the time. Uh, when I went to London, I felt like, damn, this is like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I went to Scotland, and that was the best thing I've seen in my life. I don't care what anyone else says. That was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So we had like a lot of just good experiences in Scotland. And I want to go back so badly, but because of this COVID thing, I can't. And to worsen the situation, uh, England decided to be a dick. So we can't really just like go to Scotland just like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for you, Scott. Please leave, leave, leave the motherfuckers alone and come back to us, to the European Union, because honestly, those fuckers. Anyway, so that was my uh, online tour through my trip to Edinburgh and Scotland. So now for the paranormal story. So I have a different kind of story. It's not um, like a paranormal story, but like a tale. And when I say tale, it's like kind of a myth, kind of true. So it has some parts that are true, some parts that are lies. But we, we, we will never know because this will like... All of these uh, Portuguese tales were like in 1690 or something. So we will never know, I think. So basically, when I was in college, I discovered this tale. And because of a work that I did. I don't know if I mentioned before, but I have a degree in graphic design. And one of, one of my teachers asked me to do a, po a poster about... Uh, a myth or a tale or something that was very important for uh, the region that we were, we were in, which was the north of Portugal. And I chose to do about Ponte de Lima, which is a small town. Uh, very few people, very beautiful, very calm. Um, but yeah, I chose it mainly because of the tale, I've got to be honest. And that had that they had in their history. And it just got my full attention. So the tale starts with a man who lived in Ponte Lima. I think it was like a, a law writer of the church. I'm not I'm not very sure. I did this like a long time ago and it was never really sure in the tales. So we'll just call him a writer or an evil writer anyway. <laughs> so it was aided by everyone. He was very evil to everyone, like a Scrooge of Portugal. But of course, everyone must die. And when it came, it's when it came, it's time to die. He was, you know, very sick, and he went to a church um, there to ask for forgiveness and to be buried inside the church. But you know, maybe out of pity, because everyone, literally everyone, hated him. The priest there accepted the last dying wish of that horrible man. So yeah, the writer ended up dying there and was buried there. Um, yeah, like a week has passed and they have buried them. And 
they were just like, you know, quietly in their praying hours. Uh, I think it was like late at night. Um, when they heard like a really loud bang on the church's doors. They went quickly to like open the door, thinking about me, but an afflicted poor soul seeking asylum. Only to find a very tall man, very weird looking, with a, like a really big hat and all dressed in black. So they thought it could be like someone of the other man's family coming to pay respects. But no one came the day he died, the day they buried, they buried him. So yeah. But anyway, the man asked for the body of the writer, which made the priest's skin crawl because they thought like uh, I mean anyone would think this like if, if he just wants to pay his respect why is he like asking for a body what the fuck and yeah I get that so even though they showed him where they have buried him while they were walking um, the sounds of the steps of the man echoed like through the whole church like goat feet and they when they arrived, the tall man revealed to be like a strange creature, creature with a, a human face, but like a, a very distorted, evil human face. He had horns that were hidden in that tall hat. Uh, he had like goat feet, hands with sharp claws. So what he did. He broke the tombstone with his hands and with his claws he got it away. And when he got it away, it scratched one of the th tombstone. So then he grabbed the man, the dead man, buried, and jumped to the window of the church. And the priest there swore that the tall man flew away with the writer's body on his claws. Now, for the very fun part of this story. It is said, it is said, and you know, it's one of those things, you'll never know. The scratch stone really exists though. It is at the porch of that very church. It's, I think it's meaning to keep the evil away, but you know, there is the scratch stone. It might be just like some weird thing that happened to the stone, but it exists. And there you have it, folks. This was a long one. I really hope you enjoyed it. And see you next episode for more creepy stuff. Bye!